You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says, this is Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. We are going to look at the big win for the Indians today against the Rangers in the first half of the show. And then the second half, we're going to kind of bounce around. We're going to look at some stats, uh, take a deeper look at Kipnis and Jose Ramirez. We're going to talk about some players who are getting promoted in the minors. Um, And just kind of do a general majors minors for the second half. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's game. So the Indians beat the Rangers 10 to 3. Um, if you listened yesterday, I talked about how Samson was very much the weak, uh, one of the weak links in this Texas pitching staff, and the Indians pretty much had their way with him. It was a uh, start to finish, a pretty strong game for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, got their first run in the first, and you know the the highlight, of course, came in the seventh, where Bowers, Perez, and Naquin went back to back to back. Uh, the Rangers would get two of the ninth off a of Woodley Calhoun uh, home run, but at that point it was ten to three, and uh, you know Nick Wetgren uh, had a bad outing for him, but he has been nails this year. Interesting line for Plesac. Uh The walks were high at five, but he is doing a good job missing bats. Not a great job, but a solid job, and he's really hard to hit. And they're having a teams are having a hard time picking up his stuff. And you know his how well he has pitched. Um, if you go over and look at Baseball Reference, uh, he's you know he didn't come up until June, and he's already eighth on the Indians in uh, WAR. So it's just he has been he's been excellent, and uh, that is part of the reason why. When everyone gets healthy, the Indians could uh, could consider trading one of their pitchers. Offensively, when we go through in this game, uh, you know, it's where do you start? Do you go with uh, Roberto Perez, whose twelve homers are now tied for second on the team? Do you talk about Jose Ramirez and him uh, getting the big shot, and you're hoping that'll turn things around, but? Uh, We'll get into the numbers, and that's very unlikely. Uh, Jake Bowers, double and a home run. After hitting for the cycle less than a week ago, his performance has been sneaking up there, and he is definitely performing better. Uh, Everybody pretty much except for Francisco Lindor got in on it today, which is not something you're going to hear very often. He went 0 for 6 with three strikeouts, and... But other than that, it's uh, the only other player not to get a hit was Carlos Santana, but he collected three walks, so he ended up only being 0 for 2 in the game. Even Jordan Leplo, who pinch hit in the game, ended up getting a hit. So across the board, it was a strong offensive performance for the Cleveland Indians. Now, tomorrow's game is an interesting one. Uh, It was announced that Joe Palumbo will be the starter. He made his major league debut this year for the Rangers. Uh, he has pitched in one game, and it did not go overly well. Uh, four innings, six hits, four runs, gave up a home run, struck out four, hit a batter, didn't walk anyone. He's a really interesting left-handed pitcher. There's been some debate if he's more of a reliever or a starter long-term. I had him, I think, in the top three, but definitely the top five prospects in the uh, the Rangers system. 
I think this actually plays well for the Indians. Now, they have had a hard time with guys that uh, they have not seen before, but they're doing much better against lefties than righties this year. So Palumbo is going to allow them to have Luplo in the lineup. You can push up Roberto Perez. Uh, if Jason Kipnis is batting anywhere other than ninth, I'm going to pull my hair out. Uh, he is the Indians' worst hitter far and away. And, yes, I get in today's game... He was, uh, he performed, but in general, it's just a way to guarantee your roster to fail is to keep putting him in the positions they're putting him in. But uh, tomorrow's matchup is Palumbo versus Pletko. Uh, and with Pletko, you're always playing with fire, so it's probably a, an even split. Maybe you, uh, you give advantage home team, but, uh, and then... Thursday's game is going to be a hard one. That that's the one. So you really want to win today. So you go into the game against Texas's ace with uh, no worse than a split on the board. Now I know I said I would talk about some stats in the second half of the show. I'm going to do a little bit in the first half as well. The second half I'm mostly going to be focused statistically on uh, Jose Ramirez and Jason Kipnis, but I want to talk about Jake Bowers right here, real quick to start. Um, Bowers actually for the month of, first month of the year was. Uh, was all right. Second month of the year was definitely a struggle. He did not do well in May, but so far in June, we're seeing a guy with a his his batting average this month is two seventy one. His OPS is eight fifty five. His slugging is five forty two. His on base percentage is three fourteen. That's the only one that's really below uh, a league average. And if you look at his going back to the you know the when he hit for the cycle. The next game, he went 0 for 4. 2 for 4 against Detroit. 2 for 4 um, against Texas. And this isn't even updated with uh, his performance from today's game where he had the home run and the double. So, you know, his slugging, his average, his on base, all of that is going to go up. So Bowers is really starting to perform. And, you know, at this point, he's he's still only 23 years of age. This is... He has not played a full season in the majors. Uh, there's a lot of upside potential, a lot of talent, and we're going to just have to wait and see. But I, his performance this year has definitely been, uh, over the last month, something encouraging for these Cleveland Indians. And, you know, I am all for him in left field with Mercado in center and uh, saying goodbye to, to Leonis Martin. Uh, just looking at you know, I've mentioned WRC plus just runs created. Um, this is not counting today's game. Santana is just leading the Indians by far. Lindor, Lindor. How do I not know how to say Francisco Lindor's name? Mercado, I, I kind of still amazed by his pace. Roberto Perez and Jordan Leplo, all fantastic. Uh, Mike Freeman, who would have guessed, almost league average. Uh, Brad Miller was almost league average. Those guys have been uh, very similar in terms of what they, they give. And then Bowers is the next highest guy, and Naquin's just a little below him. You'd have to then go Hanley, and those guys are in the low 80s at this point. Hanley Ramirez and Leonis Martin are tied in terms of their offensive production at a score of a 68. Um, and when you look at the... Uh, the defensive statistics like Martin used to be an excellent defender but the numbers aren't uh, aren't bearing out that way this year so there's not a whole lot of reason to keep him on the roster now he is doing much better than uh, 
Ramirez and Kipnis, who we will talk about in the second half of the show. I want to remind everyone that we have our two sponsors, as always, at, uh, or most times, I should say, not necessarily always, but uh, they've been with us for a while now, Hotels.com. Uh, you go to Hotels.com where you use their app. They're going to save you time, save you money, and their whole model is let's make this easy and save you money so you'll come back and keep using our service. And as long as you keep using their service, their business keeps making money. They're not making money from you giving it to them, but they're making money by making a, a, something you want to go back to and keep accessing and using. So Hotels.com, they're... That's such a consumer-heavy model. I use them. You should use them. They are there to make things easier for you. Our uh, other sponsor is BlueChew.com. It is the little blue pill, just like Viagra and Cialis. Cialis, same active ingredients. But uh, since it's chewable, you can be ready to go quicker. If you've ever been curious, if you've ever wanted a little more help, you can go over to BlueChew.com. Use the promo code MLB. And they will mail it discreetly to your door. It's going to uh, cost you $5, which is just the cost of shipping. It is a free trial. There's not a whole lot of things you can get for just 5 bucks. So pay 5 bucks. Try BlueChew.com. Remember, the promo code is MLB. And we're back. So um, we'll go into some stats, and we'll end on the, uh, the minor league stuff. Now I want to talk about Jose Ramirez and Jason Kipnis, because... With all the Bobby Bradley talk that's come up, um, yeah, you could put him at DH and do the shift that I talked about with um, Mercado and Bowers. But the the Indians' bigger problem is that uh, second and third base have been just uh, disaster zones for them. So when we look at, we'll start with, uh, with Jose Ramirez. What's been interesting to look at with his statistical performance month to month is... He was actually in May okay. He was an okay bat. He was closer to average. Really bad in April, March, and somehow he's been even worse in June in terms of his production. Um, We keep waiting for him to turn the corner, but he's actually playing worse and worse and worse. And, I mean, at this point, he was, you know, we, we have... Let's see, he has played in uh, 70 games so far this year. And then you go back to the end of last year. I mean, he's almost got a, he's got over 100 games of performance of well below just league average. Uh, there's really no reason to keep hitting him high in the lineup. Uh, even hitting him fifth, hitting him sixth. You know, he's a, he's a smart base runner. He's a savvy guy. If you get him on base, he's got excellent speed. At this point, you know, put him in the nine hole. That's where you want some extra speed. Um, if he's not able to produce, maybe it takes off a little bit of the pressure too, but that is going to be the optimal place for him. I mean, the Indians are locked up with Jose Ramirez for the conceivable future. Uh, he Team options don't start until 2022, so... Uh, you know, which is, it's a very team-friendly contract, let's let's be honest, and he's been a great hitter up until about August of last year, and then since then, it's just completely fallen apart. Yeah, so he, next year would make $6.65 million, then $9.4 million, and then the team options are 11 and $13 million with the $2 million buyout. Uh, again, very reasonable. 
signed through age 30. I mean, he is only, let's see if he's turned 27 this year. He is, uh, yeah, he's only 26. He's an incredibly young player who, you know, back-to-back all-star seasons, and the year before that was uh, a borderline all-star as well. So it's like these three great seasons, but uh, at this point you have to move him down the lineup. It's, uh, there's some great, work over by the guys at Everybody Hates Cleveland where he is better as a pool hitter and he's actually pulling less than he did a year ago and maybe that he needs to go back to just focusing in that area. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But at this point, you know, you have him for a while. He's still able to perform defensively. He's an, you know, he's excellent when you can get him on base. So let's move him down to ninth in the lineup and, uh, just see what happens. The other player is Jason Kipnis, and it's interesting because it's the same story. A bad April, March, those only 12 games for him. He had an uptake in May, you know, but it was he still was below league average production, and he has been awful in June, and he is the Indians' worst hitter. I mean, that's, there's no... You can look at the numbers, and there's no doubt. I mean, Jason Kipnis, by baseball reference war, have cost the Indians a loss this year. Like it, the difference between him and a replacement player is he has been a whole game worse than, you know, the average guy you could pull off the bench in triple a, um, he is just, he has not been good. And you go back his last good season was 2016. He has been a below league average player, but close the previous two years. And this year he's just been awful. Um, and Tito is still hitting him fourth. And that is, I mean, it's just nothing, you know, the bunting's infuriating, but this might be worse. Like, there is no rational reason to have Jason Kipnis hitting high in the lineup. He has not been a good hitter this year. He is not doing anything well. He is the worst hitter on the Indians. Um, Because at least Jose Ramirez walks. At least he can hit for some power. Kipnis is doing nothing. He brings no value. Uh, about the best thing you can say is he's almost a he's just slightly below average defender at second Um, the Indians are paying him nearly 15 million dollars and that is awful for a team that uh, that is has everything uh, monetarily so tight Uh, but it's almost like a sunk cost and you know, there's the talk of veteran leadership and stuff like that and the things you can't prove, but, you know, you go through with him and it's, it, the <laughs> the management might almost be better cutting Kipnis just so uh, Tito can't keep putting him out high in the lineup. Like, that is legitimately to the point where we are, that the best thing the Cleveland Indians uh, management could do for the baseball team is to cut Jason Kipnis just so Tito can't keep rolling him out high in the lineup, can't keep having him hit against left-handers. When you look at uh, his most similar players by age, it's interesting. At age 26, it's Brett Boone, then Ronnie Belliard, Adam Kennedy, Marcus Giles, Ronnie Belliard, Damian Easley. The common theme with every single one of those guys are guys who, I mean, Boone had a bit of a a resurgence late in his 30s. I think he had like one, maybe two good years. All these are guys who kind of flamed out early. Um, And that is 
you know, that that is uh, Jason Kipnis right now. His most similar batters through age 31, Damian Easley, Robbie Thompson, Ronnie Belliard. It's, again, all guys who did not play well into their 30s. And Kipnis is, there's, outside of the quote-unquote, you know, vet leadership, there is nothing he is doing that's a positive for the Cleveland Indians at this point. Not one thing. And he is in the middle of his worst month. And I don't, you know, the Indians need to figure something out at this point. Um, Because it's, uh, I don't know if you could, you know, find a trade or if you, you know, it's the what stinks about Chang being hurt this year. But, I mean, Kipnis has just been awful. There is no no way to sugarcoat it, no way to, to put anything on that. He has been awful, and the manager refuses to accept it or somehow doesn't see it. Ugh. So let's talk about some happier news. Uh, the official Tribe account admitted today that uh, after the uh, the Midwest League All-Star break, that both Ty Freeman and Will Benson will be promoted to uh, high A. They'll be in Lynchburg. Now, this is uh, multiple reasons why this is really interesting. One, it's, uh, you know, two of the bigger-name prospects. Uh, Freeman is the better prospect at this point. For Benson, you know, he was sent. The fact that he didn't get promoted was was a major knock on him, and, you know, he performed extremely well. And for both of these guys, there is no one blocking them. Uh, The Lynchburg offense, uh, there's Nolan Jones, there's Oscar Gonzalez, and then there's not too much else. Uh, Freeman will likely take right over at shortstop. Uh, will shift some players around. Benson will be in the outfield um, with Gonzalez. And it's interesting because Jod Cotter and Steve Kwan are about the same size. Uh, Kwan is in his first year and Carter is in his fourth because the Indians took Carter out of uh, high school and signed him. So I'll be curious to see, especially with Kwan's performance, really... Um, after that hot month really having cooled off, uh, how they'll, they'll figure out the at-bat situation. But, I mean, neither of those guys are priority prospects. But, uh, you know, but the other f- interesting thing, too, though, is if they're going to push Freeman that uh, aggressively, one has to wonder at what point Nolan Jones is going to get the promotion to double-A. I mean, likely um, end of July. That's kind of when they've done it with players of his uh, of his stature. So keep that in mind. The fact that they and they've been very aggressive this year with their promotions, more so than any year in recent memory. So I would just uh, you know keep paying attention, keep looking. There uh, there should be some movement uh, very quickly in terms of I think Nolan Jones um, getting pushed up. Possibly Oscar Gonzalez as well. Um, his walk, you know, his contact and walk rates are still mystifying to me. But he has been, uh, you know, he's still able to be extremely effective and keep it together. So, uh, and then the other prospect thing to note is that Yu Chen Chang did finally come off the injured list. He is going to be in Columbus. He's going to get some opportunities to play. They uh, demoted Tyler Krieger because of that. So. You know, we want to see what he's doing in the box score because he's already on the 40-man and he could be promoted sooner rather than later if he starts to perform down there. I want to thank everyone who is listening, rating, reviewing, 
who, uh, you know, using the Himalaya app, Google Play, iTunes, that's huge for us. I want to, again, just thank all of the members of our audience. And as always, I want to say, go tribe.